Actually, guys, can you give me one minute? Can I take that call? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mike and I are ready to do this podcast with Gerald, and he walks away. Too big, too important for talking to Mike and I. I get it. It's good to be the Gerald, I guess. But All right, sorry about that. No problem. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Squat Cobbler. I'm Dr. Mike at Official Pagan on Everything, and joining me, of course, is the author of The Right Tool for Your Box, an American memoir. I forgot about that. Hi, everybody. This is <laughs> Kelly at uh, K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. And if I'm, I guess to be clear, this not true thing I'm not the author of, it is you're the author of you're writing my autobiography? I don't know. It's weird. I am. Yeah. I'm writing your memoir. My memoir. Yeah. So that. And of course, <laughs> Mike's I'm a big fat liar. I'm, I'm returning the favor on. So <laughs> obviously both must reads. I do think we will need to be sharing chapters with everybody at some point in time. Oh, absolutely. There was a point when Christian and I were doing social sins. We talked about doing the social sins guide to parenting and writing a parenting book. And I, I still want to do that, revisit that at some point, because I had a great outline for a chapter called The World's Greatest Uncle. It's not just a coffee mug. Yeah. So, it, I mean, to a degree, this kind of ties into our topic for tonight. But it does, because we're here to talk about children. Yeah. So, goody. <laughs> did <laughs> that sound creepy? Can hardly wait. <laughs> yeah, it did. We're here to talk about those kids. And I think my following up with goody, you know, just adds a... <laughs> A little extra creep factor to it. (laughs) Cue the Gary Glitter. There you go, children. (laughs) Yeah, this is off to a good start. It is. Whatever is or is not happening in the censorship side of YouTube, we're on the wrong side of it right now. (laughs) Agreed. So that leads us into our topic. Not a tangent. See, it just goes right into it. That leads us into our topic. So... If you've been on the YouTube lately, many, many, many content creators on there have been posting videos about their fears about what these new regulations that could possibly lead to fines for YouTube creators will mean for everyone. So I think where there's a lot of opposing articles and videos and different thought processes on this. So I had sent some stuff over to Kelly and Kelly did his own research. I didn't send him any links or anything like that. I watched some videos and all. And I think the most important thing I would love to talk about what you checked out, what you saw, comparing our notes with each other. But I think the most important thing that we'll circle back to maybe towards the end is the actual government website with the the explanation of this, because I feel like that's really where the problem lies. But when I sent this to you, what was your kind of top line reaction to it? The idea that the government in the name of protecting the children may be cracking down on YouTube content and fining people. So you painted a, a pretty dire circumstance of who could end up in the crosshairs here because what it comes down to is what is considered content for children. And as you described, well, that might be music or cartoons or comics, all things we talk about. <laughs> and so so if that can put you under scrutiny, it, it uh, disturbed me. What disturbed me even further is so I have not done much with well, I haven't done anything in looking at the government content related to this. 
my engagement with it so far deals with, you know, I get regular communications from YouTube on many things, you know, informing me I'm suspended, different kinds of things like that. So I pay attention when something comes in. For no fault of mine, I would like to add. Yeah, incorrect. More fake news there. (laughs) But Actually, you know what? Before we go any further, let's just throw out, hey, now that we got all the creepy kid stuff up front, you guys should like and subscribe. That's right. Yeah, we haven't been able to change the icon to a lollipop yet. But if you could like and subscribe, we would would greatly appreciate it uh, on the platform of your choice. But at least for now, we'll see how things end by the end of this podcast. But uh, we're still going to encourage you to do that on our, our YouTube channel as, as well. But mine was the YouTube content, and it was about upcoming changes to kids' content on YouTube. And this is where you and I vastly departed on how we began to internalize this information. You, very rightly so, began to say, this seems like something we could run afoul of, and we should think about it. I mean, given the Scooby-Doo episode, that was the first thing that popped into my mind. This is where that could suddenly go bad. My reaction was, wouldn't it be cool if, because I was reading about, you're going to need to tell us if you're making content for kids, and so I was like, we're absolutely going to make content for kids. That's what I wanted to do, was to have (laughs) Squat Cobbler kid-oriented episodes working without a net on that but that was mine is to, to kind of say what can what can we do you know mike dr mike and kelly story time and, and all of those types of things so that's that's where i went which is let's create more content that we could get in trouble with <laughs> so we went in very different directions very different directions but mine was just thinking it would be really funny to to have us kind of straight up do something that that uh was not teaming with innuendo or double entendres but was actually somewhat genuinely intended for kids to consume uh but coming from these two chuckleheads on this podcast so i thought it might be kind of interesting yeah what could not run afoul of government regulations and content for kids but squat for children (laughs) we have to work on that kids cobbler was what i was thinking (laughs) i'm not sure that's much better it's probably not well it doesn't have the word squat in it it's true they're like, oh, so you took out squat. I mean, it's still a pie fetish thing with children in the name, but, you know, the, the most alarming word's gone. We're fine. Totally fine. <laughs> totally cool. <laughs> so I, I like where your head went with it. Now, did you do any research into it or just immediately decide we are for the children, much like Wu-Tang? As, as is my want, uh, it was a little bit more like, this seems like a good idea. I'm going to think about yeah. it and it alone. <laughs> and start to, to build up energy and momentum for it and not think about consequences or other angles. So, so no, I did no further research. I just said, I need to talk to Mike because we need to do kid-specific content. So this is actually what was going through my head. And I, I was truly excited about it. <laughs> Whereas I was like, hey, we should try to not get fined. <laughs> yeah, so it's a different angle. <laughs> different approaches. So... <laughs> In my research, which went a slightly different way, there are a lot of content creators who are understandably a little bit upset by this. So basically, without getting into all the minutia of it, there was a settlement between the FTC and YouTube. Part of that settlement includes them cracking down on the type of content that they feel is geared towards children, particularly that's advertising based or collects personal data. 
about children who could potentially be watching these videos. And of course, there are a lot of videos on YouTube that are geared towards kids. There are unboxing videos, toy videos, different things like that, that the kids love to watch and will sit there and watch for hours and hours and hours. Here's the problem. And I think most people, this is this is the gun lock law to me in a way, because we should work gun control into this. Of, of course we should. Well, if you remember back in the 90s when Columbine happened, Kelly, there, <laughs> there was a big push for mandatory gun locks was the big hot button issue at that time as far as gun control went. Now, the problem with that became for the people who opposed it and in the eyes of many people were opposing safety for children. The problem came in with they wanted to retroactively fine people for not having gun locks previously. So if you were a legal gun owner up until that point, you would suddenly become a criminal and subject to fines as a way for them to collect money (laughs) to put towards other programs that they were trying to use this gun lock law to fund. So it wasn't really about protecting children at all. And I feel like that's where people are getting nervous with this because the problem then becomes, I don't think anybody who, you know, would read this would say, well, that's great. I don't want people collecting personal data on children. I'm okay with them, you know, being policed if they are marketing their content towards children. But the problem becomes in the wording. So in a lot of the sort of vague and general statements released, it talks about, you know, say unboxing videos that are geared towards kids. Sure. But there's also unboxing videos for adult stuff. There's unboxing videos for music. Well, when you say unboxing videos for music, that could be the latest Alice Cooper album, or it could be the Peppa Pig soundtrack. How are we differentiating those two? And this is where a lot of content creators are getting worried because there seems to be a lot of gray areas. One of the big gray areas, especially right now, one of the hottest forms of content creation that you can put up on YouTube or any of these streaming sites is gameplay videos. Kids watch gameplay videos. Adults watch gameplay videos. It's a multi-billion dollar industry with a wide, wide base. Who is to determine what's directed towards kids and what's directed towards adults and who's being fairly policed here? A real part of the problem comes down to when you go to the actual FTC site, they have a post about this that is meant to be helpful. It isn't. (laughs) It is more vague and murky than the actual YouTube content (laughs) rules are. So I'm I'm just going to give you a couple of things off here because you you haven't read this, right, Kelly? Obviously not. I'm just ready to go. Go, go, go. (laughs) So things that they consider that could be child directed, if it's child related subject matter, if it's visual content that would appeal to children, (laughs) here's where it starts to get weird. The use of animated characters, music or other audio content. The age of the models, okay, if you're using children in it, maybe it's children-oriented. The presence of celebrities who appeal to children. (laughs) So if you use anybody who's done anything vaguely family-oriented, language or other characteristics of your site, whether the advertising that appears on your site is directed at children. Now, you don't control that unless you're doing sponsored videos. That's one thing. But you don't choose the ad roles that play in front of your YouTube videos. YouTube does. So that's a little bit concerning for content creators, and I can understand why. And then competent and reliable empirical evidence about the age of your audience. So you're expected 
to know who is watching your videos at all times and be able to prove that. So it's those very vague and extremely broad rules <laughs> put down by the FTC that has people reacting like this. And I can understand there are a lot of people who are like, hey, you guys are overreacting. This is something that's just meant to protect kids. Absolutely. People are overreacting. It is something that's probably meant to protect kids. However, those rules on a legitimate official government website are the most vague general things ever. <laughs> that they could definitely use to just shut down content that they don't agree with. And that's where the concern comes in. It's the gun lock thing. It's not that people would oppose locks on guns or protecting children. People oppose retroactively turning people into criminals who were law-abiding citizens. And the fines are not small. <laughs> this is not something where, you know, maybe you get a slap on the wrist or you'd find a couple hundred dollars. Your initial fines can start at $42,530 per violation. And this is what's on the Federal Trade Commission's website. So your thoughts on all that, sir? So you 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 said a lot of words and stuff, but we're still going to make kid videos, right? Absolutely. We're going to do that. Yeah. We're doing it. We're on it. Okay. <laughs> of course. That was, I heard things, government. <laughs> Unlocks, but I want to get back to kids. <laughs> you know, and, so, yeah, let's, let's get back to the kids. So please, someone the kids. sample going, I'm going to get back on the kids. Back on the kids, man. It's time. Because I, I so, think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's concerning. It is in reading some of the Google or and YouTube material, the YouTube material. They do talk about on the ad side, while you're absolutely correct, you don't control that. Basically, Google does. But they are, you know, they're indicating all the changes that they're making that if your content has been identified as made for kids, the idea of personalized ads is not an option. That's not going to happen. All okay. the, basically all the interaction components, likes, dislikes, comments, those are all out of the picture as well. So they're really reducing the amount. Basically, overall, viewers will have minimum engagement options with made for kids content on youtube.com. And then they also have tied to this something that's called it. I want to get to the, the actual name of it. YouTube Kids is uh, coming out, which is becomes a kind of gated community of YouTube videos that you go in and you originally go in as a parent and do the settings and you can kind of shut channels down, activate stuff, put the necessary controls on it. So you start to create, if you're going to have somebody who's young, unattended on YouTube, you want to run them into YouTube kids versus if you, you know, if you're in the great sea of YouTube unfettered, <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of interesting places you could end up. So I sure, actually, I'm going I, down some dark YouTube holes. It's a great band name, by the way. <laughs> so, so that aspect I think is really good to, to, to give kids an option, but you as a parent have to steer them to say, here's where you need to go to consume your videos, which particularly when they're really small, you're doing anyway, if you are going to turn them loose on that. So I still kind of recommend should you don't be doing, should be doing. You probably also shouldn't be saying, Hey, have at it. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't be anything wrong there. Go right, go right ahead. So what they're trying to get at, I mean, there's a legitimate area of, of concern here. It does seem quite, uh, quite draconian uh, in terms of, of the approach. And also to your point, very unclear when you put yourself at risk, just reflecting back on some of our past content, you know, the thing about <laughs> a animated characters, that's, that's a problem, not necessarily for us, but that's going to be a real tangled, right. tangled deal. Yeah. So it, <laughs> you've given me pause to reflect on the whole, I was like, well, we're just gonna, cause I just wanted, you know, I just wanted videos on the channel 
that were labeled made for kids. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I just really wanted a couple of those. I mean, we can do that. <laughs> we just need to make sure. And, can, and again, I can we, yeah. can we really? <laughs> sure. I don't, <laughs> sure. I, I don't know. We can scrape together $42,000. Right? <laughs> yeah, we, we should be ready, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should have $42,000 set aside, earmarked. Before we publish. <laughs> yeah, before we publish that first video. And that's that's really, you know, what's at the core of this is, yes, these content creators are overreacting, as some articles and videos have pointed out. Yes, they are overreacting to this. But at the same time, there's a lot of vague language in this. And for something that is meant to create guidelines for content creators this is a few paragraphs on a government site that ends in fining you forty two thousand dollars <laughs> the best part about the the actual legitimate government website is the comment section i don't know why they have one on a government website but now that i know that they're gonna regret it <laughs> is the comment section dozens and dozens of comments in a row are just please give us more direction than this these rules are very vague you're you know setting people up for failure here It'll be interesting to see if they're responsive to the comments because not so far. Yeah, would, not a shock. On that. But back to our kid video catalog. Um, <laughs> what I was thinking, you know, because I, I totally agree, we need, we need to have some earmarked money ready to go to protect us on that. But what I think we could do is we could do a GoFundMe and say we could just basically raise the money for the fines we anticipate <laughs> having to pay for our first kids-oriented video, Hanson, Our Stinky Faces, which will be because we're at a war on Hanson. In case you folks haven't forgotten uh, or, or don't remember, we are at war with Hanson, and I think our first kids video is to mobilize the youth against Hanson to join Squat Cobbler. <laughs> in our anti hansen point of view. And I love too the idea that we're going to start a GoFundMe with the exact amount goal of $42,530. We should write no specific reason next to it. <laughs> yeah, just we we anticipate this is going to be an operating cost we will face. <laughs> so I mean, we have talked about launching some sort of a GoFundMe at some point. Yeah, this might not be the one. But... <laughs> Help us violate children. <laughs> Yeah, we just we, we want we want to kind of yeah. I don't so we'll we'll uh, we'll continue to workshop that one. I don't know if we're we'll we'll go forward, but yeah, I do think there's a GoFundMe at some point in time for what I don't know, but <laughs> as tempting as it is, it's probably not to cover us for the anticipated fines. <laughs> yes, people are overreacting with this. They really are. I don't think there's some grand conspiracy, but unfortunately. This is something that let's just say you anger a specific parents rights group or something with your gaming video. They can turn around, report you, and you're not going to get hit with being demonetized for a week or having your video pulled. You're going to hit with a $42,000 fine. And that is a much more serious real life consequence. So do we need to change the name of the podcast to Squat Cobbler, not for children? <laughs> or should... <laughs> Squat Cobbler is for the children. That's what we need to change it to. After we set up the GoFundMe. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> well, um, so this was interesting to see. So this is the benefit for those of you who listen to Squat Cobbler is you get two entirely different worldviews on things. <laughs> and once again, I feel like the worldviews are the reverse of what people would expect. <laughs> for this one, I'd say I would say the fact that you're erring on the side of caution and responsible behavior and I'm just, we got to make kid videos. <laughs> That's a fair point. Once again, I'm the good guy trying to lead us to the light. 
Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Anything else for this week, sir? I think that about covers everything that I wanted to go over for this week. Excellent. So, as Mike mentioned, be sure to to like and subscribe and keep an eye out for that GoFundMe page. Uh, <laughs> remember that Hanson's evil. We're at war with Hanson. And thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Those fines won't pay themselves. Uh, 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 uh,